The perfect gay is a thing. It's being the best you can be with regard to looks, attitude, money, prestige, status. Not for you, but for others who are seeing you. It's all about the image. It's all about the judgment. And so many, many gaze buy into it. From early twinkdom, as gays were led to believe that, oh, I certainly bought into it. It was all about me being that best I could be for others. And it was all based on the ability to get sex. Tempered with a little bit, I want a relationship, but it's more about I need the sex. I mean, so you compare that with the straight ideal. It's all about the family. Again, it's all about judgment, and it's all about how others are going to perceive you. And yes, initially it may be about the sexual conquests, but ultimately, in the straight community, as I've observed, it's about getting married, having 2.5 children, unless, of course, your close friends from school with whom you graduated have 3.5 children, then, of course, you need to get another child. And if you buy a house, which is a requisite of being in the straight relationship. And remember, relationships are important because before you can have your 2.5 or your 3.5 or whatever, you got to get married. Regardless of who you marry, you got to get married. Then that starts the cycle. The children, the house. Oh, my friends bought a new house. A bigger house. I gotta buy a newer house and a bigger house. And on it goes. It's all a comparison in that regard for straight people. And then you get to a point in your life where, as an example, I use my brother, you're miserable in your life because it's all about working and earning and paying for the children, for the wife, for retirement, and you can enjoy life. And in my opinion, that's a pathetic way to look at life. It shouldn't be that way. But from my observation, that's the way that it is within the straight peer judged community. Now, getting back to the gays. We do the same thing with regard to sex and attractiveness. 
we all in the gay community, and I'm including myself as well, body shame other gays. You've either got to be straight looking, not too gay looking, not too fat, not too skinny. or a bear, or a twink, or something. Oh, don't forget the leather. That's a biggie around here. And neither a leather or a drag queen shall meet from what I've understood. And you know what? That's a mentality that has lived with me for the longest time because it's been ingrained as an indoctrinated gay. And so I was just thinking tonight, you know, when I do my dermatologist, I've had a dermatologist, I've made no secret about it. I'm kind of like a Joan Rivers, but I never went under the knife, but I've had a dermatologist for probably the last 30 years. And it started out early. It started out minimally to get rid of a little bit here and a little bit there. And then over time, it became more, oh, I want more. Oh, I want more Botox. Or I want a little bit more skin, what is it called, um, filler. Uh, or I don't know what else comes because that was all that was available to me back then until I got to the point where I decided I don't want to be plastic. I want everything about me to be me. And that's when I decided I'm not going to shell out a few hundred dollars here and a few hundred dollars there and do it every three months or something. I'm going to plunk down my money and get facial laser resurfacing, which actually belongs to me. It burns the upper portion of the skin. You can actually smell it when you're going through it. And the and you know what's interesting about it is the more you smell it, the more confident you get that it's doing its job. And what it's doing is not only burning away the upper layer, but it's killing the collagen under the skin. And that sounds horrible, but it's a good thing because what it's doing is it's killing the collagen under the skin, so therefore the collagen is reborn. It remakes itself in a healthier way. That within a couple of months or a few, it's brand new and it's plumping the skin and you look rejuvenated. And it's all yours. It's not fillers. It's not muscle relaxants. You know, I had so much Botox in my forehead for so long that eventually when I decided to stop getting Botox in my forehead and around my eyes, the Botox, the amount of Botox that I had gotten really did not only, what's the word that I'm looking for? Not only did it stunt or you know, stunt for a certain period of time, the muscles in my forehead from being able to move, it basically stopped it. 
stunted it forevermore. And so now I have a fully looking Botoxed forehead and I haven't had Botox in 10-ish, 15 years. So thank God for going overboard in that regard. But, you know, you can see people go overboard and then all of a sudden their whole face freezes. I don't know if that works for the rest of your face. I mean, tune into the housewives of blah, blah, blah. And maybe you can see I've seen some queens around town who actually their whole head doesn't move. And if that's what they want, then I'm perfectly on board with it. It's not what I want. I've settled for the fact that I never want to go under the knife. And I never will, I think, because as long as I do my semi, not semi-annual, semi-decade, oh, let's not get complicated, every five years of my life, I go and get my facial laser resurfacing or laser facial resurfacing whatever it's called and I do that for myself but the whole reason this podcast came about was I was thinking earlier do I really even care am I at a point in my life where I can just say I don't care about that anymore Let me just do without. And I know you're waiting for a snarky answer from me, and you're not going to get one, because the answer is part of me is saying, listen to what Vicky says about you get to certain points in your life and a switch flips, and things you thought about that you cared about earlier in your life, when the switch flips not so much and I've gotten to that point to a certain degree right now but I don't think the switch has 100% flipped so with answering that no I don't think I've gotten to the point where I think I don't care I care maybe I care 70 as opposed to the 30 And so, in my next year's birthday, it's going to become the five-year trigger again, and I'm going to go and get it. And then I'll wait another five years and see what happens. But you know what? I'm planning to move to Playa del Carmen at least for six months out of the year. And if I'm going to be living in Playa del Carmen, I've got to get used to lying out in the sun. One would have thought that that would have been an objective here in Palm Springs. Nah, the the switch hadn't flipped at all with regard to caring about that. So I went and got the spray tan, and that lasted for a while until that got tedious, and I stopped doing that. Then I went back to my albino body because I don't lie out in the sun. I don't want to. I get too hot, I get too sweaty too soon. I think about what it's doing to my skin, and I get anxious, and so I don't do it. And so I don't do it. Who knows? Living in Playa del Carmen may be different. 
I may decide to allow my skin to look like an old coach bag at some point. Not anytime soon. Anyway, this was on my mind because I've lived to tell. Till next time.